0: as always and today we are going to be talking about what I think is the worst division in football and I think a lot of other people think is the worst division of football now some might consider it the NFC East I consider it the NFC least Um, but I I just looking at this division and we've seen this division progress throughout the season and it's gotten better in the past few weeks but Overall, it's a terrible division. And the reason I'm saying this is because the team or the teams that are tied for first place right now are sitting at five and seven. Five and seven. Right now, five and seven wouldn't even get you probably the ninth spot in the NFC. So a team sitting at five and seven, yeah, you're going to be considered probably one of the worst divisions. Now, Due to recent history, the only other division I can truly think that was kind of in the same scenario was in 2014 in the NFC South when the Carolina Panthers went 7-8-1 and, and they lost in the division round. That's the only other recent team that I could think had a losing record and went into the playoffs. Now, like I said, both teams right now are sitting at 5-7, and seven, so there is a chance they could win out and finish the season 9-7. and seven but still nine and seven isn't I mean nine and seven is good, but it's not amazing. So we're gonna be talking about two teams specifically, like I said, and that's gonna be the New York Giants and the Washington football team. Now you say, well, where's the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, they're not gonna win this division. I mean, it's quite clear. We saw the Cowboys play the past four weeks, and from that you could say, Oh yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna win many more football games this season. And you look at the Eagles, who are probably now who are now starting hurts. And Carson Wentz is the highest-paid backup quarterback in NFL history. So those two teams don't really have a lot going for them this season. But I would say Washington and the Giants both have things going for them. Now, let's start with Washington. Washington's sitting at 5-7, and seven, right? And this, this goes with both the Giants and Washington. Both their next four games are winnable games. Now, let's look at Washington. Washington, they play this weekend in, actually in Arizona as they play the 49ers. Then they have two straight home games versus the Seahawks and Panthers, and then they finish on the road versus the Eagles. Like I said, these are four winnable games. Now you say, okay, well, they, you're playing Russell Wilson, and you're playing, you know, you're, you're you're playing some good teams here. But I mean, the way they played versus the Steelers was the way I think they're going to win football games. Look, their defense is phenomenal this season, and I I think it's I don't think it's a shocker. I mean, to people who really have seen this team progress over the years, because Defensively, this team has just has gotten first round picks. First round picks on this defensive front and finally all of them are coming together and they're creating this pretty good defense. I mean, if you look at the Washington football team this year, they're third in pass yards. They're third in pass yards and they have the best red zone defense in the NFL. I mean, those two stats alone are pretty I mean are you know pretty good. I mean they they rank top 10 in most defensive categories. So this defense has come out to play in several games and especially in the past 2 weeks when they went on Thanksgiving Day and demolished the Dallas Cowboys on national television and then they played a Tuesday and they played a Monday afternoon game versus the, the Steelers and shocked a lot of people when they just completely, you know, shut down what the Steelers like to do and you know, offensively they struggled at times, but defense able to prevail when needed. But let's back it up, because while this team is sitting at five and seven, and I'd say they have a top five defense in the NFL, there's one thing that concerns me, and it's especially one player. Now, it's already been ruled that Antonio Gibson will not be playing this weekend for the for for the Washington Football Team. And he, if you don't know Antonio Gibson, he's their, He's their, He's their main running back. Now they kind of do by committee at some points. But he, had, he has 659 rushing yards. He has 11 touchdowns on the ground. And receiving-wise, he has 233 receiving yards off 32 receptions. So Antonio Gibson is the vocal point, I would say, of this offense, besides Terry Scary, uh, besides Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, uh, their receiver. But the problem I see with Washington now is, look, you don't have Antonio Gibson. We don't know how long this r- real injury is going to last because, hey, it's a turf toe and you look at, I, I have a player, for example, Philip Lindsay He set out for a good few weeks until he could come back. So you look at Antonio Gibson, the guy that really <laughs> commands that ground game for the, the Washington football team. And now he's out. And, you know, the, the, the Washington football team only had 45 rush yards versus Steelers. And that was because Antonio Gibson really didn't play any of the game. He was really in for two snaps. And then he got the injury. So. I'd say the problem right now with Washington, is, while their defense is playing phenomenal, they're going to have to find some way to run the ball, right? Because look, Alex Smith and I commend him for what he's done. You know, he's definitely comeback player of the year. But you're going to have to find some offense because J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber. I mean, they're 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 solid pieces, but they're not guys that are like an Antonio Gibson, who's going to be able to really control the game with how they run. And like I said, receiver-wise, you really have Terry McLaurin, but, you know, Terry McLaurin isn't going to win you a football game, right? Terry McLaurin, you're going to, that's how the Washington football team has won their past few games because they've been diverse in their play call. But now without Antonio Gibson, I mean, you're looking at teams that are going to game plan against that and be like, okay, well, they don't have Antonio Gibson. Now let me just completely, you know, get, get rid of the, the passing game and force them to run the ball. And that's my one concern with the Washington football team is how well can this offense truly be consistent without Antonio Gibson. Now, let's 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 go to the next team because I mean I'm not saying that the Washington football team is the only team with flaws because I think both the Giants and Washington football teams kind of share the same, you know, the same concerns for me at least on offense. I mean, you look at the Giants, they're also sitting on 5 and 7. And their defense has been another great defense in the league. I mean, James Bradbury, I'd probably say the the, the best raging, uh acquisition that any team has made this offseason is probably James Bradbury to the New York Giants. I mean, he leads the league in past, defen- uh, in past deflections, and he has three interceptions on top of that. So this defense is another top-tier defense. They also have Leonard Williams, who is 6th in sacks this year with 8.5, and then Blake Martinez, who's a premier tackler at points and has gotten better in coverage this season. So this defense is also pretty good. And like I said, you look at the next four games, they play the Cardinals, they play the Browns, they play the Ravens, and the Cowboys. And this team just beat the Seattle Seahawks on the road. So like I said, both defenses, they've, they're have they great. Now look at the Giants' offense they only had 100 passing yards versus the Seattle Seahawks, so it's almost like the opposite, right? Wayne Gallman showed up to play. Uh, he averaged 8.5 yards a carry last week versus the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and with that had 135 rushing yards and a touchdown. But they only had 100 passing yards. But hey, they won the game. But it's the same problem that the Washington football team's facing, right? Look, Daniel Jones is coming back this week, so they, they, get, they get their true quarterback. Uh, but Colt McCoy, credit to him. I mean, it, it's not an easy task to go into Seattle. Fans, uh, fans are not. It's not an easy task to go into Seattle and win a football game. But he did. But he only had 100 passing yards. So, And the, the, the thing about Daniel Jones is if you fluster Daniel Jones, he's going to give up the ball. And, I, I, and he, he, he's had, and obviously that's been a big problem, and, you know, Giants fans, that's not one thing they like to look at a lot, but his turnovers, you know, he, he had nine interceptions before he got injured. Uh, now, I'm not saying that all those interceptions were particularly his fault, but you, you still have nine interceptions. Uh, he was sacked 31 times. So, really flustering Daniel Jones is how teams have been able to win games against the Giants. When Daniel Jones keeps calm, they, they he delivers and they win football games. So... I think it's going to come down. Like the Russian game for Washington, they're going to have to, you know, protect Daniel Jones and make him feel calm or else he's going to get flustered and start to throw the ball away. But here's why I'm picking the Giants to win this division. And like I said, both, all, I think I think both teams could win out, right? But the Giants have two games. They, 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 built, they beat the Washington football team twice, right? They beat them twice this year. And so... The Washington doesn't just need to win out. They need the Giants to at least win a, lose a game, which I, I think is very possible, but Washington's gonna have to win out. Now, do I believe both teams can win out? I'm 50-50. But in all and, and you look at the retros in the retrospect, it's going to be hard for Washington to win out and hope that the Giants, you know, lose the next four games, or the, the Washington football team only win two games. Basically, you just cannot get into a tie scenario with the Giants, and I just think there's too much stacked against Washington. While they're a great football team, and I think their their future is bright, as well as the Giants. The Giants have you know the leverage on them because they beat them twice, right? Um, but like I said, really anything could happen if teams start to fluster Daniel Jones, and it'll be a test against the Cardinals, against the good defense and Buda Baker, who has shown up time and time again. You know, if if it looks like the Giants aren't the same Giants we saw last week, then hey, maybe Washington comes in and takes control of the division because all they need is really one game ahead, right? They just, they don't, they can't get into a tie situation. So anything can happen, but I I just have the faith in the Giants that if both teams win out or, you know, they get close to a tie, I'm going to take the Giants really because I think the defense and the offense is a little more efficient than the offense for the Washington football team. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ju, signing off.